0: This call is being recorded. Fat Cat Radio 247, you're live in the mix. I'm your host, Twism White Whitepeace. Make sure to hit that website, www.officialtwizumwhitepeace.com. Today, we bring you an incredible interview of none other than Anno Domini. Man, this is an incredible opportunity for you to learn about the inner circle, artist development, music development, and so much more. So Anno Domini, man, how are you doing today, man?
1: I'm doing great, man. Thank you. How are you?
0: Not too bad, man. Thank you for asking, and thank you, of course, for taking the time out. I I believe in where you're at. Is it is it nighttime, or are you you in the daytime?
1: I'm in the daytime still, so I'm out on the west coast in LA right now.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. What's what what you got going on out there?
1: Well, I actually moved out here about three years ago from London, England. Nice. You guys might not know this, but I actually grew up in Germany and then spent a lot of time living in London before moving out here. Yeah. Obviously, L.A. is the place to be for music. This is where i got to (laughs)
0: be. Right. Especially, yeah, especially at, at, at what you're doing, you know. Now, I noticed that it says two different things. One, it says Anno Domini, and one says Modern Producers. Is there a separation between the two of those?
1: There is. I know Domini Nation is our production company where we have a team of multi platinum producers and we make beats for artists, for TV shows, for commercials, and things like that. And Modern Producers is actually a software platform that I run that I'm the CEO of, and we essentially create music production software, VSTs, drum kits, and things like that for music producers.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. So one seems like it's more orientated for producers and the people behind the scenes, and another one seems like it's more orientated for the artists and the people who actually create the art.
1: Exactly. I mean, my background is as an artist as well, and when I first started making beats, what I really wanted to do was to create music for myself to use, and that grew into working relationships with other artists and after doing that for 13 14 years um i realized what i also wanted to do and what i had a real passion for was to help product producers to create better nice. beats create better music get them placement so that was a more recent addition
0: okay okay well now that we've got that out of the way let's get into a little bit of who you are now you said that you were born in germany I, that's what i heard correct
1: that's correct yes i'm from munich in germany and yes. I moved to London. I actually went to boarding school out there when I was about twelve. Okay. So most of my adult life growing up in London. And then I just recently moved out to California.
0: Okay, so this would be your first true preview of a of an American lifestyle, so to speak.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's about right. I mean my my mom is half American, so okay. I grew up actually going to an American international school in Munich.
0: Okay. So I was okay. a little
1: familiar with with American life and whatnot, gotcha. but as you can tell from the accent, I think the British culture definitely rode off on me a little bit more. So yeah,
0: far. well, you know what, it it works for you. I tell you that it gives you that sense of uh, you know class. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> <I was looking, laughs>
1: funny. Yeah, guy, I was yeah. looking
0: through some of your pictures, and I was like, boy, oh boy! I tell you what, that that's a sharp dressed man right there. Like it was. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, some people, you know, you could tell you can tell how they carry themselves or how they. How they take pride in the work that they do by the way that they dress the way that they act, and you know some people are excessive with it, and some people are not enough with it, you know they seem to take it too casually. I liked how yeah. each of your each of your images seemed to fit uh you know like the backgrounds you would have the the nice business formal for the backgrounds. If it was an event, you had the the tux with the bow tie and everything. It was very, it's good to see somebody who takes each part of it professionally. You know what I mean?
1: I appreciate that, man. And I, I think know. it's important, especially for music producers, because um, essentially the way you carry yourself, the way you present yourself, even down to the way you dress is all part of your image and your branding exactly. as a producer, too. So you exactly. want to make a professional appearance if you want to get treated professionally from your peers.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And and, and that's, that's a hard lesson to learn. A lot of us like to be individuals and be unique with it. So, yeah, that's definitely. Uh, now, I'm reading here. You know, it says 50 Cent Snoop Dogg Rick Ross Wu-Tang. Now. When did this, did this come in while you were in the, you know, the London era of your life? Or was this before or after? I'm trying to see where we're going to time frame everything.
1: Yeah, most of my uh, big name artist features came about when I was living in London. Okay. So I actually got started with music production and becoming a producer when I was just starting in college Out there, okay. And really it was born out of a love for creating something for the fun of it. To begin yeah. with, I just started yeah. falling into music production. You know, it was never something I, I studied or I trained or I went to school for. I yeah. actually did yeah. business at school. And music was just always a passion. And out of that passion grew music production as a career, I guess. So a lot of the features that I started getting when people started to learn my name, started enjoying my music, just came about from me literally networking with other artists online, yeah. reaching out to managers and A&Rs. Obviously, being in the U.K., it's a little harder to reach out to the yeah, hip-hop scene, yeah. which is mainly based in the U.S.
0: Yeah, But
1: definitely. luckily enough, you know, these days it's so easy for producers and for artists to reach out to people through the Internet. Back then, it was my space. Nowadays, you know, you can reach out to people on Instagram, Facebook, yeah, whatever right. it is. Whatever you got <laughs> to do to just basically get your foot in the door and start networking start talking to people, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, you definitely, you definitely showed your uh, career age there with the MySpace. Uh, so, right? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs>
1: yeah. way right <laughs> there. Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. Okay, so, you know, we, we, we've covered just a touch about you and we've covered it. Now, this Anno Domini team, now, was this, is this again a creation? So it seems like everything that you did, um, so most of your younger life, you'd say your growing up life was Germany, but most of your, career growth and and let's say you know the birth of your career seems to have happened while you were in london now that's right is the anno domini team part of that london time frame or did this occur when you started to transition to the american aspect of it
1: it is that all happened relatively quickly when i was starting out with music production one of the things i learned early on is that In order for you to put out consistent content in order for you to grow your business one of the things you need to start doing is outsourcing work and start growing a team because as much as you want to it's just impossible for you to do everything you know and as a producer especially trying to um, sell your material online and and create an online footprint for yourself through the internet and things like that uh, you need to wear a lot of different hats it's not just about the music production it's also about the business side it's about marketing the advertising the the sales and whatnot.
0: Yeah.
1: And for you to try and become an expert in all of that is just counterproductive. Yeah. So the way I went around that was to essentially hire a team of people, even down to having a team of producers to help me post more consistent content, have yeah. a more diverse catalog of music and be able to reach a wider audience.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, is there a specific group of people or is it just does it change often or is there just this core group of people that is a part of this team?
1: I mean, it's it's changed a little bit over the years. There's been a few producers that came and went, but there's obviously some some core team members that have been there since pretty much day one. One of those producers is 2D, which a lot of people know and and, and love his beats. Yeah. Um, Screwaholic as well. Yeah. Actually, funny enough, both those guys—they're from Germany, where I'm from too. So that's kind of how we how oh, we met. Screw a Hall
0: boy, I tell you what, they—that's that's good stuff right there,
1: for sure. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, to this day, we have we have ten producers now, and that's kind of the the core team. We've all known each other for many years. We work together well, and all of these relationships grew out of collaborations and and. For me, it's really important to have someone on the team that I get along with personally, who's respectful, who's uh, generous, who yeah. has a good business head as well as being a good producer.
0: Yeah. So those yeah. are the
1: kind of things that I look for.
0: So okay, so now in your team, you said you—it's—I heard you correctly. <laughs> you said you ten, right?
1: Yeah, that's right. We have ten producers.
0: Okay, now of these ten, are are they scattered? I—I I heard you say somewhere in Germany, or do you have them scattered throughout the world? Or is there a main uh, area of, of operation?
1: It's a global operation. man. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean nice. we have
1: we have Two Deep and Screwholic and also Scare Beats in Germany. Okay. Then we have producers in Finland, in the UK, and Canada, and of course in the US. We have, nice. for example, Epistra and Danton who are actually here in LA with me.
0: Okay. Nice, nice. Okay. All right. Well, that that that's, you know, that's nice to have, uh, you know, not only the trust and the loyalty, but to have the, you know, the comfortability to know that you can uh, rely on a group of people who are just as serious as you. I think, you know, a lot of people in today's society seem to find that to be one of the biggest problems. And it seems like you conquered that problem early on. What would be some of the factors that you did or what was some of the decisions that led up to it in order for you to establish such a well-organized, well-functioning team?
1: It's a tricky question because the only way to really find the right people is to work with them. So for me, the people I hired to the team, all of those recruits were basically sprouting out of working relationships. So for example, I would collaborate with a producer, I would um, find that the relationship worked out well, you know, we worked well together, it was easy to to communicate. And then from there, that just establishes a longer running business relationship, a working relationship, and then eventually, uh, I make them a member of the team.
0: Nice, nice, nice. So basically, trial and error, you've lost a few, but for most part, you, you seem to find the consistent ones.
1: Exactly. It's a little bit of trial and error. Obviously there are certain things that you pick up on before you even start working with people, which is um how they message you, how they communicate with you and stuff like that.
0: Yeah but, characteristics. But for yeah. the
1: most part exactly. But the most part I think it's important to give everyone a shot and then just see how things work out. And if they don't work out you shouldn't be afraid of just putting an L in it and moving on to the next person, you know? Yeah,
0: definitely. Agreed. Agreed. Not Agreed. everything
1: is gonna work out.
0: Well, and if it was meant to be, it'll be, right? You know, I mean, that's just, that's that's what for it's sure. supposed to, that's how you're supposed to look at it, so. Okay, sure. so moving on here. Now, with these, you know, with these credentials that you have, like 50 Cent and Snoop Dogg, Rick Ross, Wu-Tang, what, what was the deciding factor for, I know you said you come from an artist background, correct?
1: Uh, I do, to the, to the extent that when I first got into making music, I was actually writing lyrics and recording in German okay. back then.
0: Okay, so what what made you transition and want to help the independent artists, so to speak, with the Anno Domini Nation and and the Beats and so on?
1: I actually noticed early on that, I mean, I love working with big artists, so don't get me wrong on that. I think it's great to forge those relationships. Obviously, there's like a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of great things that can can come out of working with the major artists and the major labels. Of course,
0: yeah, of course, of course.
1: But one thing that always frustrated me is when you're working with a big artist, often there's a huge wait time for anything to happen. And I'm a proactive person. You know, I like to make things happen. I like to work with people there and then. If I say I want to work with you, then I want to get an album out in the next month or something like that. You know, I just like moving fast and making things
0: happen. (laughs) Right, exactly. And and with
1: the the majors, it's just always, they would take, let's say 20 of your best beats. They would keep you waiting for half a year. And then they would let you know that, oh, maybe they didn't pick any of them. So there you are with, like, nothing to show for the last half year of work. And that was a frustrating process, you know. Right, right. So that made me decide that actually I wanted to focus more on working with independent artists because I feel like independent artists are much more appreciative. They're much more hungry. They have something to prove. They want to establish themselves. And it's a much more conducive and productive working relationship. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well so that actually that connection. motivates me
1: a lot because you're not working with someone who's already reached the top, you're trying to help someone get there. Exactly. And for me, that just pushes me to be better and, and really motivates me seeing people succeed.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and I would say that, you know, I I, I say this on a on a, a secret level because I'm a part of the inner circle, but I do okay. know the appreciation um, that gets you know sang in your name of praises and and that's not to you know throw you know a bunch of, of praise and adulation that goes to support um, you know the quality of what you do because there are a couple hundred of us who are literally absolutely dedica- dedicated to 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 your advice your your inner knowledge and and i i know when i read the post man everybody's like yo man bless you thank you so much and it's not because they're you know it's because you gave them an opportunity to do something other people don't have the opportunity to do now this inner circle what's that
1: that's nice to hear and it's actually funny how in some ways, I've, I've transitioned a little bit from not just giving out music advice, but really taking people on board on a personal level and giving out my advice, exactly. which I feel like a lot of people can can really benefit from too.
0: Exactly, and 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 that's along the lines of what I mean, where people are appreciative of you because it's not just a music thing you're doing. You know, you're you're showing people how to map out their entire week, in order for them to be the most productive and the most successful that they can be for that week. There's not nobody else out there that I know that does that. So And it's I mean, so that's,
1: important, you know, it's it's not so many artists don't understand this, but it's not just about how talented you are. Exactly. It's also about how organized you are, how dedicated you are, how you how you reach out to the right people. It's all about networking and things like that. It's all about business. It's not just putting out songs. Because it, it's that old adage, you know, if you build a temple are the people gonna come or do you need to make them go there? So <laughs>
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Totally understand that. So now we we, we kind of snuck in a little talk about the inner circle. Now, exactly what is this? I want, I want you to go ahead and break it down to its fullest extent so that people can understand exactly everything that it encases.
1: Sure. So the inner circle, for those of you that don't know, it's our artist development program. And essentially, I came up with this idea because I thought it was the most direct way for me to work with a dedicated group of artists and hopefully do the most good. So what it is, is essentially a private members group. When people sign up to be in a circle, they get invited to a private group, which we actually host through Facebook. It's only accessible through a direct invite link by me. And inside that group, I basically seek to give other artists advice, feedback on their tracks. We have our entire team of multi platinum producers in the group. We also have a bunch of A&Rs and managers who also help artists out. Yeah. We also give them access to a whole bunch of stuff like my um, like personal record label contact on a national and international level. We yeah. also hook them up with, obviously, our production, which is one of the, the core elements. So for a lot of independent artists, having a personal producer that works specifically with them is just out of reach. It doesn't matter if necessarily they're geographically somewhere where they don't have access to a recording studio and a personal producer. Maybe they don't have the funds to do that. So this is basically like having your own in-house production team because you get every single beat that my team creates, which is about 30 or 40 beats or something like that per month, uh, made available to you. And you can use those for profit for commercial purposes. So if you think about it, that's like like two albums or two mixtapes worth of beats every single month that you can record on, you can sell your tracks with, and you can hopefully earn yourself um, not just, not just uh, profit from that, but also exposure and, and access to new fans and all exactly. that good
0: stuff. Exactly. Now, a lot of people have asked me over the years, they say, you know, how is it that I'm able to put out so many albums or how am I, how am I able to <laughs> do so know. much work? And I, and I tell them, you know, well, you know, I have a secret <laughs> and they always <laughs> want to know what my secret is. And, and so, you know, my secret is the inner circle. Obviously, it, you, I've been following you for almost four and a half years now, I believe and I've been using your beats for almost four years of that four and a half. Um, so there's a sense of, I can I, I believe in this, you know what I mean? I believe in the inner circle. I believe in it enough that I have gone and even made myself a member of it because like you said, th- this is unheard of. This is This is outside the reach of what normal independent artists have access to And we're not just talking about just the beats. I mean, anybody who looks at it from the beat standpoint, yeah, you're blessed from the beginning. Okay, just the care package alone is blessing from the beginning. So, you know, if you're already getting the exclusives, so to speak, then you you win it, right? But it's more along the lines of the connections. You know, there's a lot of great people involved in this inner circle who not only know, about the inner workings but they also know they, they're they're willing to give you that feedback i sit here and i read these guys and each one is so supportive of the next person and that that i think is probably the most amazing thing about the inner circle because it's not just the people who are a part of a group ready to capitalize off of some great beats uh you know some some great promotional opportunities and things like this but it's a group of people who really truly want to work together in order for a successful future for everybody. That that's unheard of, you know, absolutely.
1: And and I feel blessed that it worked out that way. It's amazing that we created this community from the ground up and that people have really embraced it and been so supportive of one another. There's so many artists who are, who are collaborating with, with each other. They're, Recording ciphers, mixtapes, and her albums together,
0: amazing. and it's
1: just been really conducive and fruitful to productivity, yes. um, getting music done, creating creating amazing music.
0: Yes, so, yeah, yeah. amazing music. That's and some of those songs incredible. that you hear. Boy, I tell you what, they really did a great job. I mean, they take it true. They they they're true to it. You know what I mean? So for sure. Okay, moving on, moving on, moving on. Now. We you have this development program, but it seems like a lot of people are going to say, you know, well, there's so many development programs. There's so many things going on. Um, you know, obviously, people who are involved in it know it's worthwhile. But if you had one phrase, one sentence that was your selling pitch to everybody out there to join the inner circle, what would it be? It's pretty
1: easy to me. All of these other programs that you see out there—they're just copying us. To be honest with you, we're the original one. We're the best one still. So if you want to really be a part of something that is not just about taking a subscription payment, but is literally about giving you all the tools, all the access to information, the knowledge, the community that you need to succeed, then the Inner Circle is the only choice.
0: So say somebody listening right now wants to know how to go join. What what, what would you suggest to them? What way could they go to be a part of that?
1: So usually the way we do it is we open up registrations for a short window every month or every two months. And okay. then we usually have an additional 20 artists or so that we take in at once. Because obviously we want to keep the quality high. We want to make sure that everyone is getting the most out of it. Right. And We don't just want to turn it into this massive group of artists where no one is really benefiting as much because obviously it takes me time to be able to work with, with every artist on an individual basis, give them feedback and all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So so the best way to join will be to be a member of our newsletter. You can sign up to that at our website, com, and then I would let you know when the registrations are open again. Um, having said that, Obviously, as a little special for, for anybody that's listening on the radio right now, if you want to hit me up personally on my email, info at com, I'll probably be able to get you in and hook you up with this talk.
0: Fantastic. Well, I will make sure that that gets promoted throughout the day for our live playback tonight. I know a lot of people will be interested in jumping on that opportunity, and we appreciate you for that. Thank you. Now, My pleasure. Yeah. Now, I, I, I noticed, you know, we – I want to get back to this Germany, London, American thing, because a lot of people have to understand that for you as a music producer, starting out in Germany, then working to the UK area and then moving to America, that there is a difference in, well, not only approach, but there's a difference in the, the, the environment of, of how music is done. So, would you say that you liked it the way that you go, or would you tell people that you know maybe Germany is a rougher start, maybe start in the london area or or where do you find that you fit into how you lived your life from Germany to London to the Americas? What's the differences, and how did it play into everything?
1: One thing I'd say right off the start is it's important to realize. It doesn't matter where you are or where you start or where you come from. The only thing that really matters is what you want to do and how you're going to approach getting there. So if you want to be a hip-hop producer and you live in a little village in the middle of Germany like I did, you can do that. There's nothing stopping you. These days it's easy to have access to any opportunity you want. We literally live in an age where you have so much opportunity like never before in human history. So if you want something, you can make it happen. Yeah. Um if you wanna if you wanna be living, I don't know, in, in in Ghana or in Scandinavia somewhere or in Southeast Asia, it doesn't matter, you can still be a hip hop producer. So that's really important to realise. Okay. The other okay. thing in terms of where I would recommend people to go if they really want to pursue music, I think that really depends on the person because there are great producers who live um anywhere in the world who are making it happen and having a career. But if you want to be close to where the action is, where all the labels are, if you want to be working one-on-one with artists in the studio, if that's the kind of producer you want to be, then obviously you need to be in one of the big music hubs in the U.S. preferably if you want to be doing hip-hop music. So I would suggest checking out L.A. I would suggest checking out New York, Atlanta, those kind of hotspots.
0: Yeah, yeah. So would you feel that, uh, maybe, say, in Germany, is it... Now, I I, I want to understand. So this is going to be a personal question from me. As a child growing up in Germany, is the hip-hop scene, is it is it the same as here? Or is it less, more? How how does that work? Because obviously, you know, I've never been there, so I, I don't know.
1: The hip-hop scene in Germany is pretty strong, I would say. There's a really great homegrown scene. People love German hip-hop. And okay. funny enough, the kind of music... Um, the kind of genre of hip-hop that people listen to, not just in Germany, but big parts of Europe, it's kind of stuck in that early 90s um, East Coast sort of old-school hip-hop sound.
0: So gotcha. in the heyday,
1: you remember the, the days of Wu-Tang Clan, the days of uh, Mob Deep, Gangstar, of and stuff like that. Of course. Which of is course. what I grew up on, too. So that's the kind of music I love. Um, and so I definitely appreciate the scene out there and, and that people have so much respect for, for the, the groundbreaking artists in hip-hop.
0: Now, is there any certain place out in Germany that just that really stands out as being like maybe the music capital or maybe the the most opportune spot to, to succeed?
1: There are a couple of spots, but I would say definitely Berlin has a very exciting scene, not just in music, by the way, but in, in any kind of urban culture and also entrepreneurship and startups, period. Okay. So if you want to be looking for a hot spot to be living in Germany, then Berlin is definitely it. In terms of hip-hop, classically, also Hamburg has a really good scene. Um, I'm from Munich, which has a bit of more of a low-key scene. It's more of like a a kind of, um, how should I say, stoner hip-hop kind of scene.
0: (laughs) I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha, fantastic. Okay, so now, coming from all of that, and, and like you said, that early 90s kind of East Coast vibe, in the UK... What was the vibe there, and and how did that play into your to your changes that you had to make?
1: Yeah, so I, I basically transitioned from listening to to wu and and that kind of stuff to listening to UK grime and dubstep and and all these
0: yeah um, innovative yeah, exactly. new
1: musical styles that the UK has.
0: Yeah, right. So it was exactly.
1: it was a total switch up in terms of the genre and in, t- in terms of the style. And the UK, for such a small country, it has such a huge musical legacy. You know, yes, from sometimes. everyone, from the Beatles to the Rolling Stones to to all these uh, incredible singers, Adele yes, nowadays. You know. um, and it, th- you have to imagine the UK has something like forty million people compared to the US, which has like a couple hundred million. And yet, if you look at the charts today, there's so many UK singers in the in the US charts. Yeah. So, yeah. with such a rich Tradition and music obviously it was going to have a huge impact on me musically and really there's such a wealth of music to dive into not just in the urban scene i I like to listen to all kinds of music
0: it's not just hip-hop i like
1: listening to rock i like listening to indie dance even electronic stuff you
0: know well as a producer it gives you variety it helps you you know more input makes for a better output you know what i mean so
1: absolutely yeah even as an artist i feel like you can get inspiration from all kinds of genres you, yeah. you shouldn't be stuck in this kind of tunnel vision and just looking at other hip hop artists doing the same thing you're doing you should yeah. be always looking outside of your field of vision and checking out other things and other sources of inspiration
0: exactly exactly well i know personally i you know i am a hip hop artist i work in a hip hop environment but me personally uh my favorite my favorite musicians of all time were guns and roses uh, i mean there you so go. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 people ask me really guns and roses yeah man that's true music that was <laughs> that was pure music. You know what I mean? So, um, okay. So, you know, now you're in the UK. Now you, you, this is where you start to put together that, that impressive career that you've had along what lines or along what timelines did you start to become a tech entrepreneur and investor? Because that's another part of you that we haven't embraced yet.
1: Yeah. So I think I mentioned it earlier. I actually studied business at school. I was yeah. going to college studying management and organizations. Yeah, yeah. And music was always, I did on the side, it was just a hobby that grew out of me literally one day downloading some free software and okay. just playing around with that and discovering I had a knack for it. I enjoyed it. Okay. So business has always been something I've always enjoyed and always been really into. And in a lot of ways, actually, when my music career was taking off and I was starting to make decent money with that, it also opened up some doors for me to try some investments and start up some other businesses.
0: Of course, that's right. That's
1: how, for example, Modern Producers came about, um, which is, again, it's our software platform, modernproducers.com. Okay. And it also opened up eventually the doors for me to get into real estate, which is what I've been doing um, since I moved out here to Los Angeles. Oh, nice. Uh, funny enough, it's always how something I always wanted to-
0: How cliche yeah. is that?
1: <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> It's, it's always something I wanted to do, but in London, okay. it's, just, it's impossible to buy anything. So coming out to California, all of a sudden, I could actually afford a place to live. Yeah, and exactly. Now I started this whole real estate um, company as well out here. So we have oh, well, that's, that's, four, that's... four properties, and we manage another seven. And yeah, so it's just been a blessing to be able to do that.
0: Well, I know with your business mind and the way you've already established yourself, I know that this realty thing that you have going on is going be, it's going to be successful for you as well you know Thanks, it's, it, yeah. well don't thank me i mean thank yourself because you're the one who made the decisions you're the one who made the choices so in essence i mean you have nobody to thank but yourself i mean obviously there's been people along the line who have probably pitched in you know the anno domini team and things like that but these were all based upon your decisions your creations your ideas so please please don't thank me i'm I'm just as much as a, a, a fan as I am, a follower as I am a supporter. You understand what I mean by that? Like for sure, man. For sure. Yeah, nice I, I believe in this thing just as much as as the next person. So so I, I'm really a I'm blessed to be able to be a part of it and to be able to talk to somebody who has the successful track record because you know a lot of people, especially in the independent world that you speak to. They have right. a resume, but it was a resume from ten years ago or fifteen years ago. Or they <laughs> yeah. worked with somebody famous, but it's somebody who was famous and no longer famous. You you, you get where I'm going with that? So Oh, I hear be- you. And
1: I have a lot of I have a lot of those cats at me up saying stuff like, Hey, Anno, you know, I, I have all these huge credits in the 90s and early 2000s, but I'm not doing anything now, like, can you help me out?
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Hey, so I got a question for you. Uh, I noticed a couple of weeks ago, there was somebody claiming to be Anno Domini Nation, uh, and and you were asking people, you know, what is this about? Who is this? Did you ever get to the bottom of that? Was that a resolved situation, or is that still something you're trying to figure out? Like, who was the person claiming the Anno Domini name? Uh
1: You know what, man? It's it's funny. These these things happen all the time. At the end of yeah. the day, people will, it's the internet. You, you get some bad apples. I've had <laughs> people steal my beats. I've had people try and sell my entire catalog um, by yeah. stream ripping it from YouTube and stuff like that. Yeah. And more recently, all of a sudden, I found this guy who posted an entire album supposedly produced by me on Spotify. He even it has is. my personal <laughs> name and my, my everything on it. it. It was crazy. So I, I don't know what these people are thinking, but I guess I should take it as a compliment, right that's, that's yeah, anyway I was just you see it. <laughs>
0: that's what I was gonna say I was do you take it offensively or do you actually take that as a compliment? I mean some people no you know, no
1: offensive back in the days, I would have been more upset like ten years ago when I was starting out when people started feeling my my shit. I was like- well, well you know you can't do this uh, yeah. I'm gonna try you and through your I... ass. Yeah. The older you get, the more you realize you're just wasting your time. And these people, they're not going to get anywhere with what they're doing. So exactly,
0: exactly. you just
1: got to, you just got to shelve it and just ignore it.
0: <laughs> you know, one thing I've learned, one thing I've learned, because I've had a truly independent career. I've done most of it by myself. I've really had no help, you know, none of that. But one of the th- things that I've learned is that, you know, not everybody is for you. you. You, you mean, yep. you know, Just because they say they like a track, or they may like your music, or they hit the like button on one of your posts, or even on the opposite side, they go out and badmouth the name. None of that really matters, right? None of it does. Because you're this, yeah, that forward progression that you got to maintain is all that matters, right?
1: Absolutely. And I think it's counterproductive to dwell on those things because you're just expending needless energy. You should exactly. be spending that energy on being the best version of yourself. You shouldn't be dwelling on what other people are doing to try and drag you down.
0: Amen. Amen. And see that works on a life level, not just a music career level. That that that's great advice for just life in general, period. You should always try to be the best version of you. I mean, I love how you said that. All right. Moving on a little bit here. Now we're talking about some of this life advice and some of these, you know, inner kind of, you know, deeper life lessons, so to speak. Independent artists, it almost seems like they go through—I guess what you could say—just a variety of struggles, whether it's emotional, financial, um, you know, maybe career uh, obstacles, whatever the case may be. There's always an independent artist out there who feels like they just—they're not where they're supposed to be. So, right. as a person who has has progressed through this. What would what, what is some of your advice for these people out there?
1: Well, the first thing you always need to hold in your mind is to just stay focused on your end goal. And okay. that, I know that's easier said than done. If, if your end goal is, for example, to make it in music, yeah. but here's what you do: you take that big goal and then you break it down into smaller goals. For example, if you want to be assigned to a label, then maybe the intermediary goals would be, I'm going to be going to this and this showcase. I'm going to, right. going to be going to this and this conference. I'm going to be right, messaging right. this and this A&R and manager. Right. So as soon as you start breaking down your big goals into smaller, actionable, achievable goals, and then figuring out the exact tasks that you need to perform to reach every single one of those intermediary goals, then before you know it, you're going to be achieving much bigger things. Yeah. So a lot of artists, I think, get overwhelmed with, just this, this inherent need to, to make it. And you, what you really want to do is you just want to break that down and decide exactly the steps you need to take and then follow through on those. So some people are just directionless. You know, they have all this will, they have this determination, but they don't really know how to go about things.
0: How to follow so, it into again, a So, again, it's so
1: important to, to, to have the knowledge, to learn, to train yourself, and also to be organized and disciplined just yeah. as much as it is to be a talented artist. Do you know
0: what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know, I find a lot of today's artists are not even talented or, or, or have any organization to them whatsoever. <laughs> and, and, and so, you know, obviously because you've worked with some of the greats now, what, what is – do you find that independent artists are are more receptive or were the older ones like the 50 Cents, the Snoop Dogs, and all of those, are they more receptive?
1: Definitely the independent artists are more receptive. I mean, let me make no illusions about the fact that there are artists out there, they have no talent, and they just get signed on a whim for having some track that went viral. You know, it happens. But those are one in a million, you know. You can't count on something like that happening. You've got to take your career into your own hands and make it happen.
0: So 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 all these you know these little ones these new ones what are they little pumps and little Yahtzees or whatever it is and all that little something or other yeah 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 is that are you saying that they they invested in themselves are you saying that they organized themselves to be winners
1: to some extent some of them maybe I mean I know for sure that. These artists, before they got signed, they already had um, they had music videos out. They had millions of views. They had mixtapes that got downloaded tons of times. They had SoundCloud presence. No yeah. label was going to pick up an artist that has none of those things. You know, yeah. the days of music of music labels investing into artists from the ground up, they're over. Yeah, the labels yeah. now they want to see someone who has an established presence, who's almost a ready-made artist, and then just yeah. add them the finishing touch and give them the platform. So you can't count on necessarily uh, one of your videos going viral or something like that. You know, you got to work and put the put the time in. Of course, it happens. Some of these guys get lucky, but you don't want to make your entire future dependent on uh, basically a, a stroke of luck, right?
0: Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Or hope. You know, hope is good, but you need work to go with that hope, right? A lot of people just say, "Well, if I just show that I can and I spit a nice bar at this show, I have the hope that somebody's going to find me," right? So, right, but hope doesn't
1: count for anything, you know. You can't yeah, find exactly. things.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now, uh, you know, with such a with such an amazing, uh, let's say, content to your resume. Or somebody, let's say let's say there's a next person next to you who, who, who respects your grind, who sees you, but maybe their resume is not as yours. Do you look at, are you the type of person to sit there and be like, you know, get your resume up because that's what really matters? Or are you the type of person to look at them and say, you know what, it's not about the resume. It's about doing the best that you can do.
1: Well, it's a, it's a difficult question because obviously every, every person is a little individual. But having said that, I've been doing this for a long time. You know, it's not like I started making beats and instantly became, um, had all these right. credits and, and, you know, had money and all this stuff. It didn't right. happen that way. It took me three, four years of grinding and working really hard before anything even started happening. So when people come to me and they, they say something like, hey, Anno, I see you're successful. How can I do what you do by tomorrow? Then I, I just kind of switch off a little bit because… Yeah. <laughs> that, to me, it, it shows me that you're not willing to put the time and, and the dedication and, and the grind in.
0: Exactly.
1: And those are definitely things that are important too. So yeah. you can't just expect someone to hand you something in life. You've got to make it happen yourself. And often, unfortunately, that means, that means hard work.
0: Yeah, it's like yeah. I say about
1: entrepreneurs. You know, you're putting in maybe um, a few years of really hard work in order to live the rest of your life like other people can't, whereas other people just look at you and they don't put the work in and they can never achieve those things.
0: Nice. Nice. So, okay. So do you have any more advice for the independent artist? anything specific, anything maybe, you know, that you feel is something big that you see a problem with all the time? I know, like I said, the inner circle has a lot of people that talk back and forth. So maybe somewhere along the lines you've picked up what seems to be a dominating problem or, or is it just the normal stuff for you? Like, like, you know, everybody else deals with like,
1: I yeah, guess there's, what i'm
0: there's asking
1: is... little... go ahead there's a few little things that always come up again and again it's even down to just being super professional and organized the amount of times i have artists send me tracks and they're labeled something like untitled dot mp3 and then uh-uh. you just think to yourself like if i was a huge A&R who gets a thousand submissions a day i'm never gonna find you again ever yeah so it's yeah. just little things like that just common sense you know you got to Stay on it. Make sure you label all your stuff. Make sure you approach people in a courteous fashion. One question I get again and again from artists and producers is how, how do I even start getting features and getting discovered by labels? Yeah. And honestly, it's just about research and putting in the time to network and finding people's contact information. For example, if you want to be a producer and you want to get your tracks placed in a video game, well then guess what? You go to the video game credits of something that you think your songs could be featured in, you find out who the music supervisor is, you find their contact information online, you strike up a conversation and you send the music. It's pretty common sense if you think about it, but so many people just struggle putting these things together because in their mind they, they just think they're gonna get discovered by putting out the music and everything yeah. else will follow, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so, be proactive, I guess, is is the bottom line.
0: Proactive? Is that that you said proactive, correct?
1: Proactive, absolutely. Yeah, you got to make it. You got to. You got to make something happen for yourself. Don't wait for it to happen.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So now, take away independent artists. How about for producers?
1: For producers, it's it's pretty much the same thing. You know, Um, I gave you the example of the getting getting a synchronization uh, placement as a producer on a video game, for example. Right. It's the same thing. It doesn't matter if you're an artist who wants to get their track. Um, or their albums signed to a label, you would just go out and you would research the label R A&Rs, R, uh, the label managers and whatnot. Whereas if you want to be a producer, getting your tracks featured on, on a TV show. So you just go out and you find the TV music supervisor and contact them and strike up a conversation and start gotcha. networking.
0: Gotcha. So, so as, really a, network. as a producer, yeah, it's a…
1: For sure, yeah. As an artist, it's a it's a little easier in a sense, almost because you have all these opportunities to present yourself. You can go yeah. to showcases, you can do radio interviews. Yeah. Whereas, in a as a producer, you're working a little bit more in the background, right? Yeah. So actually, in yeah. essence, you have to be even more proactive to get your stuff heard and to present yourself to other people. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. No. Totally. Yeah. No. I mean, well, and see, as I, I guess I have a little bit more understanding of that because as of as an entrepreneur newer myself. And as somebody who, you know, I have multiple facets to me. You know, I am a radio host, a, 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 a promotion company owner, and I'm an artist. So in all three, it to me, it seems like the only way that I can maintain it personally is if I map it out as each individual person. Because when I try yeah. to when I try to overwhelm myself with all of it at one time, I just can't keep up. You know, you said a little bit earlier in the interview that. It's about breaking down your big goals into intermediate goals, into smaller, you, you know. And I find that to be the most important thing for me. Because when I was younger in this thing, I I, I had the belief that because I am so talented and because I am hardworking and I am driven, that it's going to pay off. And over time, I've learned that, you know what, my payoff in my mind may not be the payoff in reality do you understand what i'm saying but that the but that the drive or the the road to get there is no different you know maybe i see for myself in my head you know the cover of source magazine but maybe i'm getting the cover of some you know some local magazine it's no different because i still have to take the same road to get there right
1: absolutely and for some people, I think this holds true where the journey is the destination.
0: Exactly. If you
1: enjoy what you're doing. You love what you're doing. You're getting satisfaction out of it. Maybe you're also paying your bills with it. I think that's already a huge success. with that.
0: Which, by the way, thank you, sir. because <laughs> really, Yeah, man, if it wasn't for the inner circle, bro, I, I, I wouldn't be as successful because it allowed me the opportunity to open up doors that weren't available to me Um, You know, because I used to believe that without a record label, you'd never get distribution without somebody personally making beats for you. You'd never be able to make money off of beats. And now now it changes. You know, you've given people an opportunity. I support five kids. You gave me personally the opportunity to support my children. That was an opportunity I never had before because nobody ever allowed the next person to succeed, right? This is a cutthroat business. You know what yeah, I mean? That right there, so,
1: that right there is my motivation. You know, I, Those kind of stories just rang true for me. And I, I'm gonna tell you, the man. reason that, I if do you, it.
0: You want the full truth of it? I'll say it live right here on radio. I used to live in a neighborhood. The very last day that we were living there, my wife and I got shot at we, 26 times, like 26 bullets. My son was born that night, four months premature. And I left the Americas to come here to Canada And from that moment on, I said, you know what? I'm going to take this seriously. And because I had already invested in the Anno Domini beats, I ran with that. And because of that moment, I was able to change my life forever. So I do firmly believe that, you know, everything happens for a reason. But at the same time, like I told you earlier, it's your decisions that got you where you're at. I firmly believe that my decision to invest in Anno Domini Nation beats, buy myself some, buy the leases to them, get a part of the inner circle allowed me the opportunity to better my family's life and that's if 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 that's a if that's a positive for you I, I i hope so but at the same time that's not meant to be a positive for you that's meant to be a positive for me you know what i mean and it, it that's man, not your you're
1: true, true source of inspiration right there so i
0: believe <laughs> i you know i i look at because i i've i interview a lot of important people and it's not to take away from any of the next to the next to the next but everybody's like man you just interviewed such and such, man. Why didn't you talk to them about this or talk to them? Because to me, it's not about your money. It's not about your success. It's not about your yours. I'm trying to build my own name, right? But at the same time, you're blessing me with the opportunity to improve my own standing. Which, once again, man, that's unheard of. People don't do that, especially of your caliber. I know a lot of people are like, well, status doesn't matter. Status doesn't matter try to sit here and talk to la reid I, I would love for the next indie artist listening to this to go try to talk to la reid or try to go talk to simon from from you know that that show or whatever that It's show. never. <laughs> yeah. you understand what i mean so I yeah it's a blessing to me personally to be able to be a part of what you do to be able to say that you know what i was able to change my life now speaking of changing lives you recently got married, correct?
1: That is correct. Yes, I've been married for almost a year now. September last year, we got married.
0: So guess what? The hardest work you're ever getting ready to do is getting ready to happen in your life. I don't uh, think. You've,
1: that <laughs> yeah, I,
0: well, see, I've been married 17 years, so I have oh, never. Wow. found Congratulations. Been, Huh?
1: Congratulations! That's.
0: Oh, impressive. thank you. Yeah, thank you. No, I appreciate that. I appreciate. It. We just celebrated our 17th the other day, but. Uh, I, I want to tell you ahead of time, man. It's it's gonna be the hardest job you ever had, and and I and say don't feel to that you, way right
1: now. So I'm just, oh, i no no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, of course not, man. Of course not. But I want you to know that I believe in you. I believe in I believe in what you got going because with the results that you've shown from your business, you you're gonna have a successful marriage, and that I feel for you is probably one of the best blessings that. I got to see you have, you know what I mean? Because I
1: definitely appreciate that.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And of course, so you, you got the married thing. You've got the re- the real estate thing going. Is there any more future plans?
1: I mean, I already mentioned it a little bit. We're definitely planning on having kids. Um, I love kids. It's always been something that has been an integral part of how I see my future.
0: Of course. So the
1: car. Um, from the business point of view, I, Still love working with independent artists. That's still the bread and butter of what I do, and gotcha. that's what I get my most satisfaction from. Of gotcha. course, I mentioned the the realty company too, which um, is for me more the paying the bills kind of side of, of yeah, life, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But I still love that too. You know, it's a lot of fun, especially out in Cali, where where you have some gorgeous uh, properties, really
0: nice real oh, estate. Kind of of thing. course, man. Of course, yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's it's funny because I see a lot of parallels in the different kind of work I do between realty, between catering to producers and to artists. It's yeah. always about serving other people in in a way and creating experiences, um, even motivating people to sort of uh, get the best and the most out of their time. So whether yeah, that's so. them spending a vacation in California or that's like an artist trying to make it in the game, it's it's similar yeah. in a lot of ways, you know.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of life's lessons they apply to every facet, not just one. So, for sure, yeah, yeah, for definitely. sure. All right, with just a few minutes left, we got about 8 minutes left. Is there anything else you want to say? Anybody you want to shout out? Any links you want people to go to? Uh, you know, just the final, you know, whatever you you got to get off your chest and let people know about?
1: Yeah, for sure. So, I just want to thank obviously my Domini domination team or our. our 10 producers, uh, yeah. you guys already know who they are, 2D, Skirolic, Scare Beats, Herbal, Life and Death, um, Epistra, Dancing, Sentry Status, the whole team. Yeah. So thank yeah. you to my guys. Obviously, we can do what we do without them. And then once again, of course, if, if you're interested in joining the Inner Circle, subscribe to our newsletter at anodomination.com. Um If you want to pick up some free beats, you can do that on the site too. So that's a little welcome package for joining the newsletter. Yep. And also, if you want to hit me up personally once again to join the inner circle, if you're interested in joining our artist development program, then hit me on info at anodomination.com. Okay.
0: All right. And of course, man, here at Fat Cat Radio, we thank you for taking the time out. I know it's it's a different time, you know, time frame and everything. So. But we really do appreciate you taking the time out. And of course, man, wish you nothing but success for not only your marriage and your family, you know, choices in life, but for your business and, and, and career status as well. We we would love to see many more things happen to you because, you know, it, it, it trickles down through the line and, and people feel like, yeah, man, I got to see somebody do good. You know what I mean? So many more <laughs> sure. blessings for you. And of course, uh, you know, as always, there's going to be a, a, a playback of this interview tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you if you want to join in here, what more I'm going to say about it, because I, I always speak from a personal level later on at night. So um, you're more than welcome to do so. I'm going to send you a copy of this. And of course, we're going to add this to all of our social media timelines. Adrian, well, excuse me, Anno, Dom and I, man, I really appreciate you being here. And, um, you know, hit me up anytime if there's anything else that we can connect on. You know what I mean? Thanks, man.
1: It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Pat. Yes,
0: blessings, man. Have a wonderful day.
1: You too. All the best.
0: All right. Bye-bye.